This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech in the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of April 29th, 2013. host Jim Collison broadcasting live from the Gallup campus today here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we post the show, including the written commentary, each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of his written commentary each week, send us an email, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com, and put subscribe in the subject line. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, uh, or even questions you'd like us to answer on the show, you can email the show. Just send it to Andrew, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. And, of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I am just at Jay Collison, and Andrew is at Andrew D. Hunt. Andrew, good to see you this week. I know you got some great stuff for us. What do you got? Yeah, it's good to be seen. Yes, yeah, so we're coming to you from Gallup again this week. Um, last week we were in Chicago, next week who knows, where in the world will Guide Rock Market Commentary come to you from? Uh, but yeah, glad to be here. Um, if anyone ever doubted the power of, of Twitter, uh, their skepticism was laid to rest this week. I'm having a little bit of a problem today. It's alright, take two. Yeah, so early Tuesday afternoon, a tweet from the Associated Press reported President Obama had been injured by explosions in the White House. Stocks, bonds, and commodity markets fell sharply, of course, on the news and then rebounded quickly when the Associated Press communicated that the Twitter account had been hacked. This is not the first time this has happened, of course. Uh, we've seen a lot of false uh, news come through Twitter, but this is also not the first time it's uh, had some market-moving effect. In February, Burger King and Jeep, their stocks, moved after a post on each company's Twitter account indicated the company had been sold to rival firms. Um, you know, and of course that came out later as, uh, as inaccurate. And so what's the lesson to take from these events? Well, you know, you may want to hear about uh, buying and selling at the at the razor's edge, uh, but you probably want to be a little wary of that news if it's coming through social media like Twitter or Facebook or some of these other uh, outlets that are uh, that can't be uh, substantiated uh, quickly. So uh, watch out for that. The markets did generally recover from the Twitter events um, uh, as the week progressed on, and actually the S and P 500 gained about. About 1.7 percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 1.1 percent, and the Nasdaq, which of course tracks technology stocks, moved 2.3 percent. Treasury prices also ended higher at the end of the week, um, and that's an indication, according to Bloomberg, that the world still believes U.S. Treasuries are a safe place. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about what is the story with gold. And uh, being here at Gallup today, I thought it would be appropriate to cite a Gallup poll back from April 2012. And what that found is that uh, Americans believe gold is the best long-term investment. Overall, real estate, stocks, and savings accounts were near followers. And when Gallup broke the statistics down by demographic, they found men prefer gold, while women prefer real estate. Independents, when we talk about political leanings, they prefer gold. And Democrats and Republicans prefer stock. And the wealthier people prefer real estate and stocks, while middle class and lower income Americans actually preferred gold. Pretty interesting there. Gold's popularity is also really interesting because 
The research suggests that investors actually hold less than 20% of the world's $9 trillion in gold supply. Uh, so, you know, pretty when you add it all up, a pretty small percentage. Most of the world's gold is had, held by central banks, the U.S. Federal Reserve System, the European Central Bank, and others. And uh, other uh, one of the world's largest holders of gold is the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. You might have heard about the IMF in the last couple of years with all the stuff going on in Europe. And the IMF is an organization of 188 countries working to foster global monetary cooperation. You know, they're trying to secure stability, inter, uh, you know, facilitate international trade, high employment, sustainable economic growth, and so on and so forth, and also to reduce poverty around the world. And so the uh, IMF and central banks hold this, uh, this gold to offset foreign exchange currency reserves because it's, uh, gold is accepted as highly liquid. Um, and it's kind of interesting because the more developed the country is, the more of a portion of gold ownership they typically hold. So, for example, the United States has 75.1% of its reserves in gold. Notice that's not 100%. We moved away from the gold standard uh, many, many decades ago. Germany has about 72.1%. Italy has 71.3%. France, 69.5%. And the Netherlands rolls in at 58.7%. Emerging countries uh, hold reserves through their currencies, and their their gold holdings are often smaller than developed countries, which is really interesting. So Russia, for example, only has 9.5% of their reserves in gold. And then I thought this was really interesting. China, you know, we, we talk a lot about China. China actually only holds 1.6% of their reserves in gold. So, you know, there's a lot. If you go out and just search gold experts, uh, there's going to be a lot of talk and there's going to be a lot of opinion when it comes to gold. You know, some experts believe that there's a going to be a high demand for gold from the emerging countries uh, that, are, that are looking to add more to the reserves. And of course, there's a limited supply of gold. And so that might push prices higher. Other experts think that the, uh, the gold market uh, might be similar to the dot-coms or other housing bubbles, and, uh, or the housing bubble, rather, and, and so maybe it's, it's just rising and it's going to burst at some point. Maybe we're on the, we're on the precipitous of that. Who's right? You know, only time will tell. We'll continue to watch it. Uh, it's a captivating story either way. So here is the, uh, the quote for the week. This is from Voltaire, who the writer and historian. It says, Faith consists in believing when it is beyond the power of reason to believe. Andrew, let me ask you a little question about uh, about gold. As uh, gold prices go up, what does that mean for for our country? You know, we hold a lot in reserves. So does that mean they can print more money? Does that mean, I mean, what does that mean for the U.S. as gold prices start to go up as we keep those things in reserve? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. It actually means uh, very little uh, because we are not on the gold standard. So there was a point in time where every dollar that was printed was backed up by gold. So there, literally, you could go turn in your dollars for for ounces of gold. Um, that, there was a time for for that, and I believe it. And I'm not up on my history very well here on this one. I believe it was FDR that took us away from the gold standard. Um, but so at that point, we we separated. We did not have gold backing every single dollar that was printed. So really, this gold, this idea of a gold gold reserve, gold standard, you know, is only historically valuable. It's not really all that relevant to today. Uh, today we just print money <laughs> whenever we want to. So uh, kind of interesting. You know, there's this whole economic theory behind that called Keynesian economics. Uh, but the value of gold changing really is just affecting a lot of speculation. All right. Very cool. Well, I think some people would like to know that. And uh, 
So I wanted to ask you that question. Andrew, thanks uh, for uh, for being flexible this week. We're trying a new thing out. We're actually broadcasting right here at Andrew's office. So pretty excited to see how that turns out. If you have any comments, of course, you can send those to me, podcast at TheAverageGuy.tv. And if you're new to podcasting and you're looking for a way to easily listen each week, you might want to consider using Stitcher. It's an audio-only app, but it's available on any browser, both uh, on Android and iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to the podcast each week, both on the road and at home, it just they make it very simple. Head out to Stitcher.com, search Financial Tech. Financial Tech uh, is out there in all the back episodes as well. It is education for your ears. And be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital at GuideRockCapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter and all his shenanigans out there at Andrew D. Hunt and get the show notes uh, as, as well as past show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening. We'll catch up to you next week. And remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.